0: Welcome to Shardcast, episode two, Unforgotten Realms, in which we talk about Realmatics, Emperor Soul, and possibly Waffles. I'm Carrie.
1: I'm Josh. And I'm Eric. And joining us we have Will. How's it going? Come on, God. I mean, hi. Hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: How's it be? sorry? I can't. I can't help myself. My first time doing this. Clearly. I feel so vulnerable.
0: Don't worry, the news spikes will set in shortly and you'll feel just <laughs> fine. <laughs> Anyways, it's been a pretty busy week for news. Uh, Josh, what do you have for us?
2: I have the announcement of Steelheart, a novel that's going to be published next year by Golcance, isn't it? In the UK. Oh, well, pff, the heck with UK. Other than Joe, we have nobody over there.
0: <laughs> yeah, we do. We have uh, Lirabon.
2: And Lance. Oh. Okay, oh, so there are people cool. in the UK. Hi, UK people. I don't we, mean to be so offensive.
0: We do love you, really.
1: <laughs> and so it's Delacorte by Random House in the US?
0: Yes. And tell us a little bit about Steel Heart. It is a story about
2: people who end up getting superpowers and go crazy and go evil because of them. <sighs> what? From what we've heard, it's awesome. <laughs> OK,
0: so look, look forward to Steelheart coming soon. Did you say next year? Next year. Next year.
2: Sometime soon.
0: Also on the. Also on the book front, our admin Eric discovered a very interesting tidbit on Facebook today. What can you tell us about that?
1: Well, someone posted on Brandon's uh, Facebook wall asking all the stories in the Cosmere, and it turns out that Peter believes that a short story called Shadows for Silence in the Forests of Hell, which is a novelette that'll be out in the Dangerous Women anthology uh, edited by uh, George R. R. Martin, he thinks that it's Cosmere, and he said that... uh, If it is Cosmere, then it's not set on a planet that we've seen before. Although he is careful to say he doesn't know a hundred percent that it's a Cosmere story. He says he's only reasonably sure from uh, a couple of clues in the stories and something Brandon said, apparently. So if it is Cosmere, that's really exciting that we know another uh, Cosmere world, Uh, maybe a big one, maybe not. So it, I'm pretty excited to learn that.
0: Yeah, so look forward to the Dangerous Women anthology coming sometime. Do we have an ETA on that? Um,
1: uh, Peter says next year sometime, so...
0: Okay. So, looks like 2013 is going to be a good year. On the game front, we have a couple of neat announcements. I happen to spot on Twitter that Crafty Games is ha- is and has been for a while now in the progress of working on an Alloy of Loss supplement for the RPG. In fact, our lo- our most beloved Ben McSweeney is doing the cover for it again, and from what Crafty Games has tweeted, they say it's pretty darn awesome. So look forward to that whenever they let us see it, which yeah. could be a while. <laughs> yeah, to- making books does take a while, so be patient, but excited.
1: Oh, it's going friend. to be
0: awesome times. Um, we also have some interesting news that Mistborn Birthright was having a playable demo at E3. Sadly I could not find much coverage of it, but RPG Fan did put out a little snippet, and they are very excited for how iron pulling and steel pushing works in-game. They said it runs pretty much exactly like they expected it to, and that it was really cool. So, good news, guys! It looks like the gameplay on it is so far pretty darn awesome. And now it's time to plug another podcast: Writing Excuses. You
2: may have Gosh, heard because you've because you've never math. heard of them ever.
1: <laughs>
0: it's all-
2: hacks, seriously. It's not like hacks. No, Writing Excuses this week actually covered The Way of Kings. Discussing quite a few really interesting things, including Dalinar's being named when Brandon was about 15. And was never able to write him right until the final revision, when he finally decided that he was right. The guy who worked on this character for 20 years, people, don't think you're better than him. You're not.
0: (laughs) And it just goes to show you that if you get frustrated with your own writing and it takes you a while to get something right, it's okay. Keep working.
1: And then you should add crustaceans.
2: They <laughs> <laughs> actually cover a lot of really interesting things about the world of Roshar, as well as some of the characters. So totally go and check it out and I find what
1: out it. Howard really, really hates. Howard is wrong, by the way. About what? Nope. About hating her. Oh. Just-
0: we're not going to get into who hates which way of King's character. I'm oh, not gosh. going down that road again. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just you sure? going to because move us so right along. I'm going character. to move us right along. Stop talking over me, please. <laughs> to Emperor Soul, which comes out November 2012. Um, it's being put out by Tachyon Publishing, as opposed to Tor, because Tor typically doesn't <laughs> handle shorter fiction unless it's in an anthology. <laughs> Will, do you have that one for us?
1: I'm supposed to talk now.
0: Yes. Yes. Read the thing. I thought
1: I was only here, I I was only here to be funny. You lied to me. Okay. You want yes, me to read did. the thing? What?
0: I'll read the thing if you want. Whatever
1: it say. Same thing. You have to actually do things here. You're you're also here to be funny, but in a informative way. That line was meant to be funny right before I read the thing. Oh. Okay.
0: Well, then read the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the thing becomes a meme on the Seventeenth started forums.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was I? What was I gonna do? Okay,
0: we're so gonna read the thing.
1: I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out a way to come in smoothly from the edit to make it not seem so edited. I, I thought that we were. This is like. I thought we're just doing this. Oh well, now it's gotten ruined again, thanks to you.
0: Just yeah, <laughs> past the edit. Just go.
1: <laughs> me in.
0: Count. Will, do you have the thing that I wanted you to read?
1: You want me to read stuff now? Fine. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry, is that shell or shy? I. I? Shy. shy. It's Chinese. Okay. Shai is a forger, a foreigner who can flawlessly copy and recreate any item by rewriting its history with skillful magic. Though condemned to death after trying to steal the Emperor's scepter, she is given one opportunity to save herself. Despite the fact that her skill as a forger is considered an abomination by her captors, Shai will attempt to create a new soul for the Emperor, who is almost dead from the from the attack of assassins. So, that, that's pretty interesting, really, that you're able to perhaps rewrite souls. So that obviously has some pretty big Cosmere implications. Oh, it's a Cosmere book, and we discovered that it's actually on cell, which is the world of Elantris. Uh, that so that's pretty interesting. We've uh, heard reports from people who heard Brandon read from this that you need to make you need to carve out seals to make forgery work. And so that's Seems a little bit like Aeons that you need to draw it. Um, so that seems like a Cell sort of thing.
0: And uh, somebody uh, else accessing the door in a different yeah, way.
1: Yeah. Um, has been some talk that uh, maybe another Shard's on Cell. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah. So... I don't know, do, do you guys think that there's uh, another shard on Cell?
0: I, it seems unlikely to me, considering that we've already been talking about Aona and Skae for so long, and we didn't really even see much of Skae. Did we in Elantris on screen?
1: No, we we didn't, just a mention of the Skazy. So,
0: yeah, so, that's about
1: it. Um, like, if there's more than one way to access the door like this could very easily be one of those ways there's no reason why it needs to be another shard so until we hear otherwise it's probably just another way to access the door although is an interesting way of act of accessing the door and it's doing some really interesting things so i'm really excited to read it
0: yeah in fact that ties into our next topic the big topic of the night realmatics I'm sure some of you who've been going on the theory board have probably heard the term realmatic theory quite often. Um, And for those of you who do not know, well, this is your lucky day. You see, the mythos in Brandon's world and basically how the entire universe even functions is that there are three planes of existence, the physical, the cognitive, and the spiritual realms. Um, Physical realm is obviously... You, you don't need to explain the physical realm. What? If you need me to explain that, then go outside for once in your life. Um,
1: what is this outside you speak of?
0: <laughs> There's this giant fluorescent light in the Fly. sky don't
1: called the sun. It. Don't stare at it, though.
2: It'll hurt you. I went outside once. The graphics were great, but the gameplay sucked.
1: I don't I don't like the 3D stuff. Hurts my brain. I'm more old, so I like the 2D stuff better. Yeah. That's why I stay inside.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because, because inside is totally 2D. Yes. <laughs> what, your
1: you're, you're inside isn't 2D? It'll be great when we do a video shardcast so you can see my 2D apartment. It's pretty great. A little cramped, though.
0: Anyways, moving on. We have some interesting quotes from Brandon on the existence of the Three Realms, which you will be able to see when we paste our document of quotes online in the description of this podcast, because let's be honest, listening to a podcast of us doing nothing but reading quotes would be extremely boring.
1: (laughs) Well. What?
0: (laughs) He's
2: mocking you. Don't listen to him.
0: The neat thing about this is, is that the physical, cognitive, and spiritual realms, when they interact with shards, is what gives us the different magic systems and how they manifest in people.
1: Um yeah, um the physical actually the physical realm basically just restricts the ways that mortals can access char's power. So that's sort of why we only have a limited number of magical abilities even though that a lot of them are very diverse. There's only a limited number of ways you can do it. Whereas if you have a shard, you can do whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Perfect example. Uh, spoilers. Vin.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, Vin, like, took in the mists, used it to power metals, and, uh, and then it slowly basically vaporized her. And then her power was vastly expanded from those, little conduits of allomancy to everything
0: well basically what happened is when she was in most of the books her power was limited to accessing allomancy the power preservation through tapping into the metals however when she took up the shard all of a sudden she wasn't bound by physical constraints and therefore could do all those lovely things right um exactly but speaking of the three realms, there is one particular realm that, if you've Way of, Kings, if you've of Way of Kings, will probably be very much on your mind, even if you don't know it. And that realm uh-huh. is Shadesmar, also known as the Cognitive Realm, which actually connects all of the Cosmere.
1: Yeah, that's... Uh, I, 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 yeah, it connects everything. Uh, apparently, there's more than one way to access Shadesmar, somehow. <laughs>
0: Which makes sense. If you've read Way of Kings, you know, obviously, you can't use the same way to access Shadesmar if you were born on, say, Cell or Cedrial.
1: Yeah. But we really don't know how Shadesmar works, uh, other than Hoid does apparently use Shadesmar to move around. So.
0: And he's very good at it.
1: Yeah, so apparently you can use it in lots of ways. It... The thing with... Go ahead.
0: Interesting fact is that somebody once asked Brandon how you would access Shadesmar from Skadriel, and it was Raphode. Meaning we will probably see more of Shadesmar in a Mistborn book at some point. Keep in mind, we also have two more trilogies to go through, so... That's, that's pretty awesome. awesome. And that it is also a very bad idea to access Shadesmar from Cell. Very bad. Seriously, yeah. don't
1: do it. Yeah, do we want to talk about I, that a little bit? I did it once, and it really hurt. Yeah? What did it feel like? Can, can you tell us anything? How's the cognitive it like? It felt like every waffle I'd ever eaten had been torn from me. Ugh, oh, must have been terrible for you. It was, it was. I, 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 I still haven't recovered from it. <laughs> but, presumably, if you're using Shadesmar to World Hop then how do people from Cell get an in and out of Cell if you can't travel to Shadesmar?
0: Well, he never said you couldn't. He just said it was a bad idea. And we do know, spoilers, that it has happened. Yeah. At least twice. At least twice,
1: yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Like, that's a pretty big mystery to me, how you yeah. move around.
0: And, oh. and why is it that it's a bad idea on Cell? Is it because the shards were splintered? Who knows.
1: But that's that's gotta be it. I mean, that's the big event that really changes cell uh, from other worlds. So I
0: yeah, it's probably probably. But then the question is, how does it affect shard?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, that's a good point. I because didn't even think about
0: that. there's one shard we know that's been splintered, but what about the others who were on it? And how does that affect things?
1: Oh, that kind of destroys that theory, doesn't it?
0: Well, we don't know. It's a thing.
1: It could be that Odium blocked it.
0: We have no
2: idea what he's capable of. What What do you mean, block? Well, assume the gate from each cognitive or each physical realm to that part of Shadesmar is a door. Odium could potentially put a block there. Shut up, Beric! I see you door. laughing. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Go, go on. I get it. But, it's very possible that he could have put something in there to interfere with people trying to get from Cell to Shadesmar. Since what? he went there and kind of messed up in Aona and Skae, who knows? Maybe he didn't want anyone going in there and doing the recon. Well, was
1: was Shadesmar bad to access before... The thing that happened that messed up the magic on cell, or is it still bad to access? We don't know. Yeah, if we. If, all we know could is that a... it
0: was. All we know is that it was a signing quote written in wasn't it Puck's book?
1: Yeah, someone. It was, it, it. It
0: was in a Sharder's book. I'm pretty sure it was Puck. Um, I'm going to edit this out if I was wrong. <laughs> um, that it, all it said was that it's a very bad idea to go to Shades apart from cell. We don't know why. We don't know how. We don't know what makes it a bad idea. So of course, you know, if Odium destroys things, he could have just destroyed the bridge. He 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 destroyed the Rainbow Bridge, guys. Sorry.
1: Okay. Oh, that's fine. Now Loki won't come back anymore.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, he, he just
1: keeps coming back. Um, although like if Odium just could destroy a bridge, then how they there's still a way to get back and forth and. I don't know. There's just a lot of unknowns that we just have no idea what's up with this. Although it's something interesting to think about at, at the very least, and we'll be very well. Happy. We know it's you know. We know you're able to get out. We don't know if you're able to get back. But I mean, we did see. Well, Josh, if Hoyd got there to sell, like presumably that happened way after the two shards we were di- entered. But.
0: what we need to do and I see what Josh is talking about, and we will find out in Elantris 2 if we see Hoyd back there.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Good point. Very well
0: depending depending on where Elantris 2 falls in the Cosmere chronology as a whole, anyways.
1: Oh yeah, that's true, because it's very possible that if it's a short period of time Hoyd just stuck around.
0: Yeah. Which But we'll find out. Guys, list of questions. Can you get back onto, onto cell from Shadesmar?
1: Ooh, I should write that down.
0: Windrunner will do it when he listens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we love you, Windrunner.
1: It's true, we do. You make us lazier, and that makes me happy. Thanks, Will. You're the best admin ever. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. Yeah.
0: Maybe you should give him waffles, Will.
1: Give him waffles.
0: Yep.
1: Me give someone else waffles? Yes. Yep. Uh, I don't th- even know you anymore. Speaking this is gonna be a rough segue. Uh speaking of waffles speaking let's of talk about um oh oh that's better. You, speaking you of Elantris perfectly a good segue. There's there's a pool in Elantris. No, we need bad segues. Like it's part of the fun. Um there's a pool in Elantris. Raiden goes into the pool, and uh, he hears things. <laughs> this sounds really weird out of context.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I went for a swim that I heard things, and then I was eaten by the Loch Ness Monster. No! So, Raiden goes into a pool, and then uh, it's the pool where it vaporizes Elantrians that I give up life. That have given up on life. I can talk. She that's not a very popular pool at most water parks. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. It's societal people, though, I guess. Um, but, so, the, this shard pool actually deals with the three realms. Um, and Mistborn's a really good example of another pool that we've seen, the Well of Ascension. And apparently, a shard can divide its powers into... It goes by the states of matter. So you have solid things, loracium and adium, which only do a particular thing, uh, and that sort of makes sense, solid, the physical realm makes sense, and the physical realm, we know, sort of restricts the shard's power, and so that makes sense that it would only do one thing, a specific thing. So that's cool. And then the liquid form is most potent, And if you notice in uh, Mistborn, the Well of Ascension is actually preservation's mind. So it's the cognitive power. And then you have the gas, the mists, which are like most of the power, like all of the divine stuff.
0: Uh, Speaking of liquid form being the most potent and the well-being part of preservation's mind, remember that Shadesmar the cognitive realm does have a very fluid theme.
1: That's right. I didn't even think about it.
0: It looks like an ocean and we actually see.
1: Yeah, that, that can't be coincidence.
0: So there you go. Sorry. I just thought of that. I had to bring it up.
1: No, that's really good. That never even occurred to me and makes total sense. And speaking. Yeah. Should we talk about the map of Shadesmar?
0: Sure, Sure. That's something interesting.
1: Like, there's a. In the hardcover of The Way of Kings, in the back, there's a map of Shadesmar, which is apparently a real map that someone drew in the Cosmere. And it has a bunch of names of, like, the expanses of stuff. I love that part. I happen to have that right here with me. Oh, well, that's
0: convenient. Which is interesting, because doesn't it line up with the map of Roshar?
1: It does. Yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: And so, apparently. One of the places, the expanse of the densities, is a place is a planet we've seen before. So apparently these represent planets. But then, if the expanses represent planets, why does this mirror Roshar?
0: Well, it does have a fluid form.
1: Yeah, I mean that that fluid is like maybe the cognitive shadow of Roshar, but like
0: exactly. So what if the person who drew that map? Accessing Shadesmar from Roshar, and therefore that's how they saw it.
1: So, would you see those different expanses if you accessed it on Skadriel? only?
0: Arranged yeah. in a mirror of Skadriel. that I, oh. I believe that is a possibility.
1: That's a good possibility. What do you think? Shadesmar seems very because sad.
0: It's, it's the it's the cognitive realm. It's not bound by physical limitations, and if you're coming into it. If I'm from, you know, so I'm from Florida, I access Shadesmar from Florida. I see it as a mirror realm to my world. Of course, that's how it's going to look to me, because that's what I expect it to look like in my mind.
2: And maybe that's how Hoyd travels. He's able to manipulate how he sees Shadesmar.
0: And Brennan is... did actually use that word. He said he, Hoyd is good at manipulating Shadesmar to get around.
1: You know what just occurred to me is that that's really similar to the way that Return to need to think about things in a weird way to see themselves differently, and so if maybe if you see your surroundings in Shadesmar differently, then you just bam, now you're on Nalthus or something. That's good. You know? That's good. This this I, is your mind blown, listeners, because mine is
0: live Shades- theorizing only on on Shardcast.
1: Yeah, Shadesmar looks. Honestly, Shadesmar looks kind of sad. Sea of Regret, Sea of Souls, Sea of Lost Lights.
0: Sounds
1: pretty sad. Call called Sadsmar.
0: Is that where where Luzeramon comes from, Will?
1: Yes, that is where Luzeramon comes from. Luzeramon. Yeah, Will did these great drawings of uh, Osomium and Luzeramon. They're pretty great. They're unknown alimantic metal, but they're totally real. Totally real. Totally. 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 Uh, well, what what else what else do we have? Do we just have like random facts? Or
0: uh, we do have we do have interesting um, parallels to the three realms uh, and in aeon um, this was something that Eric found in the interview database where an asker asked Brandon, it's not attributed to anybody particularly. Yeah. Um, they asked if door is physical, spiritual or cognitive. And Brandon answered that it's mostly cognitive and spiritual, but it is mixed up in all three realms, which leads me to believe also when we, what we were talking about earlier with cell and, and uh, Shy in the Emperor's soul power being powered basically a way to access the door. It does make sense because if you look at it, it's very similar in that you have to have a physical representation that you're creating to access the door. Um, we see that in Aeon Door. We see that in Jindo, even uh-huh. in the Jindo forms where they're using movements to access the power. And even the. Uh, the Dakor Monks have symbols engraved in them.
1: Yeah, uh, there's actually, like, it's really interesting that there's a that's mixed up in all three. There's a really good theory that we don't know if it's true, but uh, that every magic has a little bit of all three aspects. Oh, I'm
0: I'm sure, because if you look at it, we we know that shards have foci. Yeah. For the metallic arts, obviously, metal, Um, we have color draining from objects when they're used in Awakening. But that's not we the focus. Have, the that's focus. not the focus, but there's physical representation going on. Yeah. And um, but we're not going to debate the focus of Awakening right now.
1: Oh, no, no. Well, that, that, yeah, exactly. Um, but,
0: but we also have, you know, the, the holding of breath in Surge Finding that Kaladin does. Um, right. I
1: had to think, like, breath, like, what? On...
0: Yeah, the Refriger. use of gems in soul casting. Yeah. Um, basically, I don't think there's anything I can think of in Brandon's magic system so far that does not, in some way, shape, or form, do something in the physical state of things. That's Whether good. it's how you access the magic or what you're doing to the magic or. What, you know, side effects of the magic? There's something going on physical. Obviously, spiritual is a no-brainer because it comes from a shard, spiritual realm, and story. Um, And cognitive makes sense. You have to think to use magic.
1: Yeah, and that's really interesting because, you know, if you read Warbreaker, it's not, like, magically clear why you need to drain color from things. But if it needs to be a physical thing... Uh, you need the magic to have some physical representation or something. Then you need like color to be drained or something. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it
0: needs to have some sort of effect on the physical world. And I mean, and also to be fair, awakening—you can't awaken a thought. That's not how magic works. <laughs> what? Sure, I can. I'll awaken. Yeah,
1: I don't know what's was going with that.
0: And while the Shardcasters have technical difficulties, let's break for an ad.
1: This episode of Shardcast is brought to you by Waffles. Waffles! They have them in Sky Trail. they sh- They should be in you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. Ah... Uh...
0: And we're back. <laughs>
1: yeah, we are.
0: With Romantic Theory and the Metallic Arts.
1: Metallic Arts. Um, Interestingly... What? That, that was a good segue from the ad, because we just talked about Skadriel. Ooh. There that was intentional, like, in
0: fact. It's like we planned this out or something. What? We didn't.
1: No professional way.
0: Admins like us planning something?
1: We are so professional. The, the best part is that we're going to post the outline and just you, can, you have to see how bad we did. Uh, <laughs> so, in, on Scadrial, uh, in Ferrochemie, the quadrants are based romantically. So, the quadrants in Balomancy, uh, you have uh, physical, mental, temporal enhancement. Uh, but in Ferrochemie, there's a quadrant of spiritual, a a quadrant of cognitive, and two physicals. And you can sort of see this in the fair chemical powers that we know. So,
0: And it's also interesting in that it implies, I mean, and if we, we've seen this a little bit before with the, the terrorist religion, knowing about ruin and preservation, but it shows us a little bit more of the realmatics that the terrorist people are aware of, even a long time before we've actually read about them.
1: That's really true. That's a good, it's, that's a really good point. I think they do, they would know more being world bringers. And that has similarity with world singers. So Hoyt probably was involved in the creation of world bringers.
0: You never know.
1: Yep. Um,
0: you okay, will find out.
1: Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Uh, in the alloy of law, Ars Arcanum, Arcanum, Arcanum. Uh, Arcanum.
0: That's how I say it. Ars Arcanum. Okay.
1: We have some in- very. You really need to read Alloy. <laughs> just, just look at the Ars Arcanum. because there's <laughs> some world hopper is writing down what he think he's like classifying the Metallic cards, and he makes some notes about spirit webs and how hemalurgy is really important to the Cosmere. Maybe we should talk about that. And hemalurgy. Maybe.
0: Well for one thing it was one, it was our first in world reference to spiritual DNA wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, Brandon's been talking about spiritual DNA for a while and apparently that's the spirit web. So that like there's a web overlaying you. So people have a spiritual aspect.
0: Actually, basically it's, it's basically if thinking of it in terms of hemology, I see it as like a series of acupressure points that are connected all over you, and that's basically how hemorrhaging works, is if you hit somebody in the right spot. yeah. The...
1: And so what would be the practical uses of this? Of hemolurgy on other worlds, you mean? Exactly.
2: Why would this be important outside of
1: Scadrigal? Well, people have been theorizing that hemorrhaging steals powers from other people since they knew power stole powers.
0: You mean it steals? People, it steals power. There, I can talk today. We just so you guys know out there, um, I do in fact speak English. And I would to say that <laughs> that doesn't mean I speak English. That in and Good of point. itself. Good point. Um, that it's been heavily theorized and. I'm of the opinion that it's also heavily implied in the Ars Arcanum. Um, that's my own interpretation. Take that for what it's worth. That Hemology can, in fact, somehow in some manner, steal powers from other worlds.
1: Yeah, but I mean, yes, I, it, it's pretty obvious that there is some way of doing it, but it would probably be really hard, especially because uh, if you read the uh, that Ars Arcanum, uh, it's very clear that the powers on Scadrial are hard coded into your spirit web. So, like, there's 16 things that you get to do. Uh, other magics, like Eondor, not like that at all. So, it's there. It would be challenging to, but I mean, it must be possible, or else why would Brandon write that?
0: Yeah. So looks like we have a huge, huge, huge raffo. It's so big, we don't even need to ask Brandon to be Raffoed on it. We're just going to Raffo ourselves.
1: This Raffo is so big, you can only see the R.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I was going to say the R and the latter half of the O as it wraps back around.
1: Yes, it's that big. Actually, from your perspective, it'll look like O-I, because you only see part of the R. (laughs) if you know binary that might be a clue we should we should just now use like oi like when we grapple people like we grapple and so when and, so
0: and so when people come on that haven't heard the podcast they'll think we're just going Oye.
1: what do OI stand for over info <laughs> obscure info oh yeah not, not enough ob- info? <laughs>
0: enough. Obscure info implies that it's out there for them to find. It's obfuscated info. It's, so it,
1: it's, out, there, it's out there for us to find, we just can't find it yet because it's obfuscated. out there in one place.
0: Hence, it's obfuscated.
1: <laughs> it's out there in Brandon's brain. How about obfuscated? Because I like making up words. Obfuscated?
0: <laughs> Are we pirates now?
1: Yes, we, of course. Maybe we can use hemeallergy... To steal branded Spirit Web to tell us all the information and the Cosmere clues. You would need a sodium spike for that. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> featured theory this week will go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we're doing we're doing that as a featured theory. Okay, um, salt. It's alomatic. Your delivery is terrible. (laughs) That was like.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, that was our featured will theory of the week.
1: (laughs) How can you really argue with that? Just the elegance of that. It's truly. If if you want more detail, it is explored deeply in a thread on 17th Shard titled I Know Brandon's Secret. The summary is that salt is actually allomantic and that. Elementically, when you burn it, it causes awesome ideas. Parachemically, it stores ideas, and Brandon has been compounding it. Brandon really likes salt. <laughs> that, that's like, like that's basically why it is. And sodium isn't so,
0: so, okay. that everybody send Brandon salt that's and true. say it's from us.
2: <laughs> Especially flavored salt, like table salt, he's got that covered.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: <laughs> yeah, considering what we gave him at Alloy, he's definitely got that covered. He gave
1: him like a 16 or 12 pack of salt shakers. It's pretty great.
0: Speaking does of...
2: Happen? I know that this was like six months ago, we might have gone through them all by now.
1: It's true. Speaking so, yeah,
0: of cool
1: facts...
0: Speaking of cool facts, it's been like 45
1: minutes. Let's just say a little more. Well,
0: just think of how much, how much is going to be edited.
1: No. <laughs> um so a couple of cool facts uh drabs can't return um I'm just gonna cruise through all these entities exist on all three realms that are only vaguely shadowed on others you've seen entities that exist mostly in the cognitive realm and are shadowed in physical so cool.
0: um I'm guessing the truth are one of them
1: yeah I mean like Spren and stuff, and maybe like seons, because you know they're just a floating aeon. So it makes sense that they're mostly cognitive. Um, yeah, where are they storing their brain? Yeah, that floaty ball. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's enough. With there, there are some interesting romantic theories, but you you guys gotta remember that. We we really it's romantics are really subtle and we don't know very much.
0: That's yeah, we don't have a lot of information on that, and that's one thing that Brandon you pretty heavily raffos a lot of the time. Um yeah. because it's such an important part of the Cosmere cycle that it would ruin it if we already knew everything. So definitely keep that in mind when working with romantics that a lot of this is highly, highly theoretical at best.
1: Yeah. And, like, you might think, like, Will, that Real Maddox isn't important at all, but when you think about... Hey, 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 I never said it wasn't important, I just said I don't care. Okay. <laughs> well... And you only care if it's not it's out waffle-related. Hey, hey, Real Maddox actually is very well tied into waffles. Real Maddox? Did you really just say that? Real Maddox? <laughs> yes, because I know it annoys you. <laughs> uh, what- What I was going to say was uh, realmatics is important for a lot of magic. Um, Like Farakami, you store stuff and then uh, it goes to like maybe the cognitive or spiritual realm and then you draw upon it later. So all these realmatics, they're in here.
0: Yeah. And on that note, we're going to leave you guys now to go off and explore and find your own realmatic connections while we talk about salt and waffles. So, well, seriously, don't quote
2: with... us on anything this week. This was
0: oh you can you can quote us as long as you specify that it's not word of God. Yeah. So just <laughs> friends don't let friends quote recklessly. Remember that. <laughs> That's My tip of the week for the theory forums, which is apparently also now a thing. Um, (laughs) This has been Shardcast Episode 2 Unforgotten Realms Please don't forget this episode And don't forget to tune in next week For who even knows what This has been Carrie, Josh, Eric, and Will And we'll see you around the Cosmere